I know that sometimes when I have been fearful or worrying about something, it's really all I want to think about. And it just overtakes my mind. And when I think about something that worries me, and when I don't allow God to bring me the peace that he desires to bring, I think and think and think on the negative, and that causes me to increase the negative. It causes me to worry more. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. This is our second of three podcasts on stress, worry, and fear. And I'm sure this is not foreign to anybody. Last week, I talked about my last several months of stress, worry, and fear, and what caused me to really search the scripture and search what some godly people had to say about it. And I want to share those thoughts with you. So after listening to my difficult last several months, uh, we're moving into what scripture has to say. And then next week, we'll be talking about some real practical things that you can do to increase that peace that God wants to give you and has given you in your life. I know that many of you have experienced stress, worries, and fears beyond what I shared about my life. And I empathize with you, and I want to help you in any way that I can. So let's now move from my experience to what God wants to do in your life. Last week, I shared with you some things that I've been going through that have caused stress and worry and fear. And I shared them for two reasons. I was hoping that I could relate to some of the things that you're going through. You could relate to some of the things that I was going through. And also, as a backdrop, as a foundation for the things that I'm going to share today. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and it's, uh, it's not absolutely necessary, but it will give you a little backdrop of where I'm coming from. I also want to say right up front that what I'm addressing today is not how to deal with grief. That will be on another day. It is not addressing how to deal with previous trauma emotional trauma or otherwise, that will be on another day. This is simply how to deal with stress, worry, and fear. And when I say simply, I'm not saying that it's not important and that it's a small thing. It's not a small thing. It's just that if you have grief and past trauma or things of that nature, that needs to be handled possibly with professional help and It's just a different nature than what we're talking about. A lot of these principles will apply to both, but I just want to be sure that if you are needing extra help, that you get the extra help that you need. So whether it be counselors or therapists or a group of trusted Christian friends, be sure to get the help you need if you need it. So today I'm going to be addressing peace uh, sometimes we feel like it's quite elusive. But in John chapter 14, 27, 
Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So God wants to give us peace. And oftentimes we want it, but we just don't, we just don't let other things go. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. We have a lot of misconceptions about peace. So I'm going to begin with what peace is not. And you may relate to some of this and things, some of these you may have clung to thinking that you were gaining peace, but listen to the things that peace is not. Peace is not something that we have to work to get. You do not have to do anything to gain peace. It is a free gift. It is God's gift to us, and we don't have to earn it. Peace is not just the absence of anxiety. Just because we get rid of our anxiety does not mean we have peace. A really common thing that you may have thought, and I know I have thought, is that if I can just get rid of my anxiety, I will have peace. If I would just stop being anxious about what might happen tomorrow, or a certain friendship, or if I'm going to do a good job at something, if I can just get rid of the anxiety about that, then I will have peace. But peace is not an absence of anxiety, as we said earlier. It doesn't come from within ourselves. It comes from God. Peace is not something we only need during stressful times. We need peace throughout our day, every day. We need peace constantly, not just during anxious times. Peace is not weak. Sometimes we think it's calm and quiet, so we think that it might be weak. Peace is not weak. Peace is strong, and peace gives you strength as well. Peace does not mean we don't experience emotions. We are given our emotions emotions by God, and peace does not take that away. We still experience emotions. We don't want to cut them off thinking that we're gaining peace. We will still experience sadness. We will still experience a real variety of emotions, and we will still experience wounding sometimes. Peace comes with maturity. The more maturity we have, the more peace will reign in our lives. So be patient with yourself. Gaining peace is a, is a process. It's, it's a maturity process. Now that we've talked about what peace is not, let's talk about where peace comes from. You're probably familiar with Galatians 5.22, which lists the fruit of the Spirit. When we trust Christ for salvation and for life, we receive the Holy Spirit. And with that comes these gifts. Let me say them for you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Pretty good list of things that can build our character and we can help our kids build their character. But the important one for today is peace. God gives us peace through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit enters us and the Holy Spirit begins to work peace in our hearts. I would just like to add that this is one of many, many, many things that the Holy Spirit does for us. So after we receive Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in us and begins to mature us in becoming more like Christ. And this is one of the ways. You can find this in 1 Corinthians 3.16.
Now that we've talked about what peace isn't and where it comes from, let's talk about what peace is. These thoughts don't originate all from me. I've been reading and listening to some podcasts. One was from Graham Cook. One was the book that I'm reading, which is called The Cure, and also from some messages I've heard lately through my church. So what is the peace of God? When I say peace, I really want to specify the peace of God as opposed to other kinds of peace. We talk about peace in the world. We talk about peace from lack of war. We talk about different kinds of peace. I am talking about the peace that comes from God. Okay, this peace comes from God alone. It's not a mixture of what we do or concoct or what the world says to us. Peace is from God alone. Peace is is very strong because it comes from a very strong God. So if the world is trying to pull us away from the peace of God, know that the peace of God is stronger than the world's pull. Peace comes to us through Christ. Then we receive the Holy Spirit through the grace of God. There's no other way to have God's peace but through this. So if you're trying to have God's peace and you're looking for it elsewhere or you haven't received and trusted Christ, then you won't find it. Here's another one. Peace is powerful and assertive. And we talked about this when we talked about what peace is not, but peace is strong and powerful, and it will be very assertive in your life if you are following the Lord and trusting him and depending on him. When peace reigns in our life, it helps us to see God better, to see God more clearly, and it helps us to trust him more. We come to know God better when we receive his peace and we trust that and trust him for it. That's great. I love that. Another thing that is maybe a little bit odd is that peace makes no sense to the world. The world does not understand this gift of God. It is supernatural. And that's probably why it makes no sense. It's not something we can rationalize and figure out it is just a gift from God, and we don't understand it. And again, peace is not just for the hard times, not for the times that we struggle, not the troubled times. Peace is for us all the time. We are always wanting to have God's peace reigning in our life. Okay, now that I know what peace isn't, and I know what peace is, and I know where it comes from, why don't I feel peaceful? That is the question that I'm hoping that we can get to the bottom of in this podcast. Let's go back to Ephesians 4.24 in the Bible, which says, put on the new self, or in the New Living Translation, it says, put on the new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Wow. I've heard this described like putting on a jacket. We put on the new nature of God like a jacket. But what about the old nature? And what is the old nature? That's the nature that is inclined to have stress and worry and fear. The new nature replaces the old nature. 
So what exactly is the nature of God? Well, it is a lot of things, but for starters, if we look at the fruit of the Spirit, that is the nature of God that he gives us in through the Holy Spirit when we receive him. So that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I think I got them all, I'm not sure, you can count them, <laughs> that fruit of the Spirit is part of God's nature, and God's nature is quite extensive, but that's certainly where we can begin. Let me make a point here that I just don't want to be misunderstood, that we don't become as God. We don't become God. We just share in his nature. We share in his righteousness and holiness. In the ESV translation of Ephesians 4.24, it says, We put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So, our, our new self is created after the likeness of God. And notice that it says created. It is God who creates this for us. We don't do it ourselves. We are given this gift created by God. So we have access to that part of the nature that is like God. Does God stress or does he have worry or does he have fear? No, not at all. That is not the likeness of God. The opposite is the likeness of God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So that's what we put on. We, we can put that peace on just like a warm, cozy jacket. But there's more. Transformation also begins with the renewal of the mind. Let me go to another verse, Romans 12.2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And God has given us another verse about transformation. Do you remember in the Old Testament when David was fleeing from Saul and his enemies? He called out to God, trusting that God would renew his heart, and spoke these words. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This was from Psalm 51.10. David spoke these words in the midst of incredible fear, worry, and stress. So like David, we can ask God to give us a new spirit, a steadfast spirit of peace in the midst of trials. In Romans 12, 2, we're told, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind. Well, we know where that renewal of the mind comes from. It comes from God. But how do we stop being conformed to the world? What do we dwell on? In Philippians, God tells us not to dwell on things that are not good for us. Here is the same situation. Are we going to dwell on the negative or are we going to dwell on how God is intervening for us? I know that sometimes when I have been fearful or worrying about something, it's really all I want to think about. And it just overtakes my mind. And when I think about something that worries me and when I don't allow God to bring me the peace that he desires to bring, I think and think and think on the negative, and that causes me 
to increase the negative. It causes me to worry more. I think of all of the multiple ways that I'm going to solve it myself, and I rehash the outcomes of each of the different ways. I play the happenings over and over and over in my mind, and that is when the negative is taken over. Sometimes I even find that a small problem or small worry can take over in such a way it feels like a snowball rolling down the hill, gathering more snow, and I am bringing more and more worries into it. And as a result, what started out as a little worry becomes a very big worry because I imagine all the possibilities that could happen. What happens when we have a mountainous stress in front of us, whether it be worry, fear, or stress for any reason, we become immobilized. We can't function. We can't do anything constructive because we are immersed in worry. I'm painting a pretty grim picture here, but at the same time, I think it can be accurate in all of our lives at some point in time. That worry doesn't just affect us. If you think about times you've worried have you become short and impatient with your kids? Have you yelled at them very readily? Have you been harsh or sharp? Or have you been withdrawn or depressed so that you are not very available to those around you? We can become absent from our families because we are internally oppressed with a worry or a fear. We basically become obsessed with negative thoughts. Here is a quote that I heard, and quite honestly, I'm not sure who said it. I don't know where it came from, but it goes like this. Every action is rooted in the thought that produced it. Let me say it again. Every action is rooted in the thought that produced it. So what do we do with those thoughts? Well, that we will continue next week. There is much, much more to come, and this next week it will be very practical how you can be transformed through the peace of the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. Next week we will get practical and come up with things that you can do to encourage that peace that may feel a bit elusive. So be sure to return next week and remember to rest in the Lord this week. Mm -hmm.